On this week's episode of The Fizz, it gets kind of spicy as J.U. defends his jersey take from last week. We discuss why all the Looney Tunes are getting canceled these days. Jordan versus LeBron, a ton in between. And of course, we have to talk about NFL free agency. And then we close with a little over under. But before we get into all of that, I do have to tell you guys about our amazing sponsor. You know who it is, Selva Tees. Selva Tees was launched this year with the simple mission of providing you with the best tees nature has to offer by using only the best ingredients from the jungles and rainforests around the world. I want you guys to go try it out. If you're passionate about the podcast, go be passionate about our sponsor, Selva Tees. Go check them out at selvatees.com. And don't forget to use the code FIZZ10 for 10% off your first order. Again, that's selvatees.com. Selva stands for jungle, if anybody is curious. And use the code FIZZ10 for 10% off your first order. Selva Tees, the roots of health begin in the jungle. But now, let's get into the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we popping champagne pop like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us this week. We are again recording on an absolutely beautiful Thursday. It is like almost 70 degrees today, Jay, and it is super refreshing. It really is. It's uh, actually... I was driving to get some lunch today, and it was it's at seventy three where yeah. I was. So, and it's really good beer drinking weather. Oh, it's like the it's like the beer drinking weather. I mean this this is the weather that just reminds me of being at Michigan State, and it's like, welp, I'm doing nothing today. Exactly. You have you you know you're done with that class, or you could skip that class. You didn't go to you that have class. Nothing to do, and you're just drinking beers. Your what's today? Thursday too. Yeah, it's, it's Rama. It's Burger Rama. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Fuck I'm, me running. Yeah, I mean five forty five right now. Like I'm I'm fading out. Like if I'm at Michigan State as a student, hundred percent. Yeah, that line's around the corner at Burger Rama right now. And you're like. Not to mention, this is like you got St. Patty's Day less than a week away, so you're kind of already in that mindset. I mean, this is like this is like you just blow off the entire yeah day. yeah. It's beer drinking season. You're you're pre gaming <laughs> March St. Madness. Patty's Day. State played today, unfortunately, but yeah, that oh like, shit, yeah, that's another story. Yuck, yeah, but this is it. I mean, this is the weather. This is beer drinking weather. Definitely is, definitely is. I'm excited to uh, jump in the show today. I got a lot to get off my chest and uh, let's rock. Yeah, let's just come out of the gate with it then. Like, you might as well just open with it. Why don't you tell the people how you're feeling? You got your, yeah, coke, I, sh- you got your coke shirt on. You're fired up. Yeah, my coke. It's a real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely fired up about this because this is a little um, backlash from last week's show when you posted online and I quote, at calls 3030 thinks it's childish and unacceptable to wear a jersey after the age of 18. Is this another freezing cold take or do you agree with him? All right. I got a lot of things to dissect in that because not once did I say childish. Very true. I added I, that. I, I added a little you, flair. You did add that that spice. I added that. Yeah. For the Fizz Army. 
I did. And I also <laughs> said, I don't think, I didn't say it was unacceptable. I said, I don't think you should, after the age of 18, wear a jersey with a name on the back, another grown man's jersey to a sporting event. I don't, I, I don't agree with it, and I'm going to stick to my guns on that. So I got a lot of shit in the comments. Yeah, you got week. blown up. You got blown yeah, up. Definitely. You know, I got some people that were like, oh, you know, this is a cold take. I get it. Yeah, I'll take that. But when you do not listen to the show and you're just going off the comments and you're fucking going in and taking like shots at me without doing your research, that's where I draw the line. Nelson. Yeah, what Nelson say to you? Nelson fucking, got under your skin. What do you, what do you yeah. say to you? He got under your skin. Fucking Nelly Tundridge, 64. That guy's you been calling for a long time. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, what, what happened? Yeah, he's I, a, probably like, says a guy who decides to simp to what society said for him to do. You absolutely goddamn right. I'll be buried in a federal jersey. Yeah, I get it. Be buried in a federal jersey. All right. How am I simping to what society tells me to do? What society is there? I'm in the minority in this, Nelson, because I looked his name and he's fucking kneeboarding. Like who kneeboards anymore? Yeah, not not in this day and age. Exactly. And Nelson's probably the guy that wears a backwards baseball cap and he probably wears the sunglasses in the back of his head when it's not on his face. All right. But that's neither here nor there. So I just go question mark, question mark. And then he goes, so what age should I become a hard ass and wear a suit or generic clothing and nothing to express what I like, which are jerseys and sports tees and stuff? I'm asking so I can know when to stop being myself. Talk about hypocrisy. Stop being yourself, but yet you're going to wear someone else's jersey. And you say you want to be yourself? That is not being yourself, Nelson. Spins on. All right? And for one, and I said this on the last episode, if you would have listened to the show, Nelson, I said, I'm not saying wear a fucking suit and tie to a game. I'm You can wear your uh, T-shirt with your team logo and name on it. You can wear a hat with your team logo. Fucking paint your face for all I care. All right, you can wear an unbranded, an unnamed jersey to a sporting event, but why do you have to wear another man's name on the back of your jersey? That's all I'm saying, Nelson. So if you want to be yourself and express yourself, then why the fuck would you wear someone else's jersey if you want to be yourself? That's what I'm saying. So don't you fucking sit there and come at me comments that you did not even listen to the show about but yet you want to fucking go and throw your own two cents there like you some big bad bitch <laughs> all right don't come at me like that nelson because i will come back at you i love fizz army i love it um you know there there's a you know dude in there that he he stuck up for me he said hey you know i get it you know wearing nameless jersey it's great. You know, you can go to a fucking game and show your fandom 
by wearing a, a, a T-shirt with, the, with your team name on it, wearing a hat with the logo on it. I don't care. But, like, what I say is I go to these, these games to be a fan, not a fan of one person. I go to be a fan of the team. If you want it, the only time I see it's acceptable to wear a player's jersey, if that player passed away and you're paying tribute to him or if there's a tribute game or something like that, someone that paved the way for you to do that. I don't I don't see you going in there and just wearing, you know, someone like, fuck it. Why is there there's so many other ways and so many other avenues that you can support your fucking team? Other than wearing that. So if you want to come at me, Nelson, I'm coming back at you. If you want to come next week and call into the show and give your feedback on what I just said right now, you're more than welcome. I will give you that platform. I'm sure Frank will give you that platform as well to do that. So at the end of the day, I'm going to end this with we're in Detroit. So I'm going to end this with M&M's. Thank you. Have a nice day. And fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, but have a nice day. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say when you got off. But yeah, hey, uh, yeah, that, that invite's open. Open open invite here. So we'll see if he actually listens to see if he reaches out. He doesn't uh, listen. Yeah. I mean, and in that vein, too, just throwing this out there real quick, J.U., just just quick. This just reminded me. Remember we said start a group chat with the word mustard, Jerry, if you listen. Jerry to the never fucking listened. Yeah, Jerry stopped listening, too. It's definitely uh, tax season for that guy. Uh just to clear up a few things here. Number one, definitely threw you under the bus with the caption on the Instagram. Did that on purpose. We're in the entertainment biz. I was trying to stir up some shit. Got some shit stirred up. I mean, literally just gave us the intro to the show. So that worked to a T. Number two, it was a shameless excuse to post that picture because I've had Great that picture. picture, by the way. Thank Great you. Great fucking picture, <laughs> by the way. I appreciate that. I've been, I've been looking for a shameless excuse to post that picture. I'm wearing a Rodman in there. And number three, just so everyone is clarified where I'm at on all of this, uh, I disagree with Ju's point here, but not to the point of saying I need to simp to society and wear a suit. I mean, that's that's asinine. Uh, I teed up Ju for for this firestorm. <laughs> I set him up not for success, as you would say. Uh, made myself look like the hero on the take. So I know what I was doing there. I do disagree with Jay, but not fervently. I see where he's coming from, but I do disagree. I obviously own, like, I was wearing a Rodman jersey in the picture. I think I was, I was wearing an Iserman jersey a couple of days ago. Like, yeah, and and big shout out to Kyle Powell. Kyle Powell. Uh, Kyle Powell. 12. Kyle, Kyle Powell. Kyle Powell. Yeah, he said, I've never been a jersey guy, although I think nameless jerseys are dope for events. Yeah, definitely hard for me. Hard for myself personally to wear another man's jersey. However, I definitely give props to the players you rock as a absolute beauty. See, Kapow, that's a guy right there. Kapow. Uh, yeah. So a lot of different takes here, and I love it. Yeah, but I definitely set you up for uh for a little beef there. You know, welcome to the internet type deal. I mean, I've had people like say horrible things about like my wife, my mother, me, just kind of my general insecurity. So the internet's just a nasty place, you know? And oh, so- oh, and don't, don't get me wrong. I, I lost zero sleep over this. Mm. You know, I actually loved it. I relished it. 
Yeah. I, I, I kept going back and checking comments, checking comments. You know, I shit, even set a timer every 10 minutes, go back to my phone to check to see if there's a different comment. And then uh, our boy Nelson, you know, flaked out and stopped once I called him out for not listening to the show. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like kind of saw it. I didn't do too much digging on what he said, and I had no clue what he was talking about to start. Um, no clue. You actually just kind of talking through it, like explained it a little more to me, and um, it's still ridiculous. I'm just gonna look this up really quick because uh, I'm just going to. I'm on eBay right now, and I just Google. I'm searching Ju Colcrick jersey, um, and it's just nope, nothing. Just a bunch of your bunch of cards. A lot of cards. I was hoping. I was hoping maybe there was. If there was a Bills one on there for cheap or an MSU one for sure, I would have just. I would have bought it. I would have bought it right there. So yeah, uh, that was the spiciest take from last week, and I, you know, I threw my partner under the bus, but that's what we do. We're in the entertainment biz. We're in the entertainment biz. Loved it. Loved it though. Yeah, we need the heat. More heat in the comments. You know, we need to just spice up more takes. Um, but yeah, we'll see if. It'll be funny to see. It'll be funny to find out if uh, if Nelson is listening to this and wants to call in. Hey, know? I'll even do this. I'll even do this, Nelson. If you're listening to this, send me a message with the word mustard. Mustard. If you do that, Nelson, that I will buy you. Wow, your favorite player's jersey. Holy shit! That's money where your mouth is. That's insane. Nelson, if you're listening to this, like, I wish I was Nelson. Cause like, I would, I would just, you're getting a Jersey. Here it is. He's going to, he's going to buy you your Jersey. You have, this goes on tomorrow morning. You have till 6 PM tomorrow on Friday, March 12th to send me mustard. If you do that, I will personally buy you your favorite players Jersey. I am not going to put Nelson. I'm not going to tag him. I'm not going to post this segment of the video. I won't draw anything to him. He's just got to organically listen to the fizz. Nelson, you, you have a chance at a free jersey here for making fun of my partner's take. So that's on you, bud. It's up to you. The choice is yours and yours alone. It's on the table. Um, again, I disagree with JU's take. I'll be buying jerseys till I fucking die. Um, I like, get a new one every year. I'm going to get one from China probably. Pretty soon here, China. What's what's your jersey this year? Um, so I've been I've had my eye on this. Uh, it's a Hartford Whalers jersey, and it's Brendan Shanahan. And before the Wings got him, he was on the Hartford Whalers, and he was number ninety four, and he was the captain. And it's like an absolute beauty jersey. But every time I look it up, it's like a four hundred dollar jersey. So I think I might have to just China that boy, China that boy up and down. <laughs> so there that's probably my next one. That's probably my next one. So. Now that we've had the Jersey talk, uh, I just want to touch on, you know, just something that went along with the weather a little bit too, is like at Michigan state also like, you know, March madness just started like today, like they tipped off and uh, were you able to watch the game? Yes. Unfortunately I watched the game. I was excited at the beginning. We we're up 12. We were, we were having great transition off came out came out like gangbusters yeah getting back on defense making blocks making a fucking statement i was like holy shit we're here it's fucking march i was like it's march yeah and then two minutes left in the first half it all went downhill yeah and what's unfortunate too is that we have to you know address how shitty it is because we didn't have we haven't had a podcast since they beat michigan where, you know, you're getting all excited for Izzo and stuff. Excuse me. But 
let's just call a spade a spade. This team is bad. This is this is a bad team that lacks identity and consistency, and they are truly Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to these fucking games. And you know, whatever the bad one is, that's what they were today. And then the one versus Michigan, they were great. And then the one versus the Michigan before that, they were terrible. And the last time versus Maryland, they were terrible. Like you just never know what the fuck you're going to get with this team. And I think the absolute Super Bowl for this team would be the Sweet 16, the Super Bowl, two wins in the tournament. Uh, I, th- you know, I'm I'm a Sparty through and through. You know, I will never go against Sparty, everything like that. But I think you're fucking pushing it. I think I called it the 32. I called it the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think you're pushing. You're giving them way more. This is a young team. This is a team that they don't have the social cohesiveness right now. And it's just, it's tough. It's tough to watch them. You know, they're, they're a team of, you know, if, if you were broken down to quarters, you know, they came out, they had a great 10 minute, terrible 10 minute, terrible, terrible. So I don't know. It's, I don't know if they get, get past the second round. I don't either. Like that's, I mean, like, I think them getting to the sweet 16 would be like, the most excitement we're going to get, you know, I just, they don't have their point guard. They don't have their caches, you know, no, and they, they, don't. And they don't hit, and they don't hit threes. They don't hit threes at all. Nope. Uh, they either, they're either on or they're, they're, they're either hot or they either cold. So it's, it's really, it's really uh, interesting to see if they get to the sweet 16, it's something that you're going to be like, Holy shit. Izzo coached his ass off to get them to this point. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And anything's possible with Izzo, honestly, in March. You know, I mean, he drives me nuts. I mean, I think there was a five-minute span of that game where he had all bench guys in to close the half. Like, he had fucking Hoiberg running the point and shit, you know, and it's just like... And your boy Kithier? Yo, stop. Stop. (laughs) Don't you dare put those adjectives in front of that guy. That's your boy. That guy is soft as Charmin. Fucking Nelson's going to get a Kithier jersey. Oh my God, Hoiberg and Kithier, Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, so whatever. So that it is what it is. But it's time to get into the hard hitting topic. It's along the line of basketball here, and I want to talk to you about Space Jam and the new one coming out with LeBron. So obviously, old Space Jam. Like, were you were you a fan of Space Jam? Like, oh shit, yeah, loved yeah, right? loved Space Jam. It was right. one of my you know go to movies as a as a young lad. Yeah, I mean, Space Jam just rocks. Like, the Monstars, Danny DeVito's playing, like, the owner of the team. He's smoking <laughs> cigars. Like, Bill Murray makes an appearance. Fucking uh, Newman. Newman, like, his agent. Doesn't he get sucked down the fucking hole for a second? Yeah. 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 So, it's – the movie The movie rocks. It's a great movie. And they are now doing a reboot, obviously, in 2021. And th- the headlines that this thing is making are just all the wrong headlines. And number one, I will just say that basketball, like aside, I just kind of think like LeBron is not Jordan. I I don't know how to like, like Jordan was more of a brand and like had sort of this edge to him. And I feel like LeBron is a little, I don't, maybe this is wrong. Let me me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So this, this is going to clarify what you're trying to say. Simply, are you a LeBron guy or you're a Jordan guy? If I had to pick the goat, the goat of basketball, who would you say? I I would pick Jordan. Mm. I'm a Jordan guy. And I'm that's a LeBron what, guy. 
So the only reason I say that, I don't feel strongly either way. I don't, I don't not like LeBron. I think LeBron is maybe the best basketball player of all time. Maybe like I like Jordan because I watched during the pandemic, I watched the um what the, the last dance. The last dance, thank you. And I just thought Jordan with like his gambling, the brand, how big he was, like the Rodman piece of the story. I just, I just kind of liked, I kind of liked Jordan. I just kind of thought he was no bullshit. And it's kind of, it's bad for me to say, cause I didn't grow up in the bad boys era. Like as a bad boys fan, you're supposed to hate Jordan, but I just liked them a lot, to be honest with you. I think watching was the opposite for me. I think watching uh, the last dance made me uh, like Jordan even less. Mm. I thought he was um, an arrogant, pompous coward. Coward. I didn't think yes. he was a coward. What made him a I coward? I thought he was a coward. I don't think, like, I think he's a coward because he hid behind his brand and only cared about his brand and didn't speak up for other things in life. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. I get you. That's, that's what I think he was a coward for. I thought he was a, a shitty teammate. I thought he was a bully. I thought he, he, he wasn't a true leader. He didn't, he doesn't lead the way that I think a true leader should lead. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't bring people together, you know, in a way he, I think he kind of, you know, leads by fear mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. So that's what made me like him less, but don't get me wrong. I respect the hell out of him. I respect his work ethic and everything like that. But I just thought, you know, those things, he's pompous, he's arrogant, and he's a coward. Yeah, I uh, I understand completely what you're saying. I just definitely, like, his his fierce competitiveness was something I just, like, liked and enjoyed. And the guy won so much that it was hard for me to just argue with, like, whether his leadership was good or not. Like, the results just were there. And on top of it, like, I don't – shame people for not wanting to speak up on issues. Like I I understand he was a big figure and he had a lot of influence, but like he donated to a lot of like causes like that he felt strongly about or felt he needed to donate to. And I just felt like when not back then he didn't. Yeah, he did. I mean, he like for the North Carolina, like black congressman, like he donated to his whole campaign and that's what he got. He got yelled at for not publicly endorsing him but like he donated like thousands of dollars to the campaign so to me it was like if you don't want to speak up you shouldn't feel obligated to like if he's donating the money like i i don't know i don't i don't feel... I, don't, I, I disagree with that i i don't think what you do you know in the in the i think you know what you do in the dark you should keep in the dark if you have a platform you should use that platform to you know push your cause better uh for for better or you know if you're going to take some shit for it you know i think he didn't want to the reason he didn't speak out is because he cared monetarily about how it was going to affect his brand Mm -hmm. as opposed to speaking out for what's right and what's wrong in different in different paths like that that's just my take on it yeah no i hear you and but like so just like spin zone like tom brady doesn't speak out or do anything like do you think he's a coward because he doesn't because he just plays football and he doesn't, you know, use his platform to change social matters. No, I didn't. I I think he's a coward. Uh, Tom Brady's a bit of a coward to the point is because he didn't speak on what he believes in. All right. If he's a Trump supporter, fuck yeah. Go ahead and support your, you know, whoever it is that you want to support. I'm not saying you should speak out for, you know, 
what the popular people think, you know, what, what, what's popular at the time. I think you should speak out about what's on your mind and what you feel is right. If you want to speak out, you know, the whole thing in what the, with the uh, make America great again hat in Brady's locker. Um, and that came out and everything. And he's, Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I, I just think, no, if you're going to be ballsy enough to put that out there for people to see right there. And you know, if you're playing in the NFL, anything like that, that locker room space, that space is there for your advertisement. If you get a sponsorship with, vitamin water, coconut water, anything like that, you're going to put it right front and center there because you know that's where the media is going to go to do an interview for you. So if you're going to put it out there, fucking have the grapefruits, have the testicular fortitude to come out and defend it whichever way it is. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I hear you. I just, I personally take the approach like, number one, I'm never, I'm never like a shut up and play export kind of guy. So I'm not in that camp at all, but I'm, I also never fault anyone who's paid to play their sport, playing their sport and not getting involved in, in any other causes. If like, I just, no, listen, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. I think if, if you don't, if you have the, the mantra of, you know, I'm not going to speak out against this, this, and this, and that's how you go your whole career. That's fine. But don't make some like, don't, pull the curtain a little bit and say, Hey, peekaboo, you know, this is me a little bit and this is not me. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. It's I like, gotcha. if you're, if you're going to go all in, go all in. Yeah. But no, don't, that. don't have them come out. Don't donate to this and want them to talk about that mm-hmm. because that's the, the only thing, you know, cause you did something great, but if it's something controversial, you, you, you don't want any parts of it. You know, if you're going to be out there like that, then be out there fully. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. And definitely, uh, I mean, I think we made our points on that. And I want to continue down this controversy and revealing yourself type subject, which is why I'll circle back to uh, (laughs) Looney Tunes here, is there's a lot of uproar, Jay, about the new Looney Tunes film coming out. And it actually doesn't matter anything about LeBron or Jordan. I don't know how that happened, but it did. (laughs) And it got into social justice and then Trump was mentioned. Uh, But let's get, let's look at, uh looney tunes this time and there's there's like two controversies directly related to the film and then a third one brewing so the first controversy we heard of was lola bunny lola bunny the love interest of bugs bunny no relation they say it the whole movie no relation they're not related and they say they're not related to make it not feel like a weird incest thing because bugs (laughs) Bugs obviously has a raging heart on for lola in the whole movie and like she's hot she's a hot cartoon bunny and they have now their words, not mine, desexualize Lola Bunny. Um, and like, she doesn't look like what she used to. And personally, I'm just going to keep rolling here. I think this is, I think this is ridiculous that they did this because like kids, like kids aren't, I didn't watch Looney Tunes to like get horny. Like I didn't drop anvils on Wiley Coyote from watching Roadrunner. I just, <laughs> Looney Tunes is not, a show that teaches life lessons i get it if it's a life lesson teaching show like shows on the street thank you i was trying to think of one i was trying to think of one off the top of my head so sesame street but looney tunes is is like slapstick humor it's entertainment it's it's purely (laughs) entertainment yeah i mean there's a coyote that chases a road runner there's you know like there's there's bugs and elmer fudd like the I read about this once that like 
the complexities of cartoons of when we were growing up are, are, are so much less than what kids have now. We grew up with Looney Tunes where the concept of a cartoon was uh, coyote catches bird, hunter catches bunny, and that's it. And they chase each other around. Enter into like kid, like kids' generation, a generation past us. They grew up with things like, let's just say SpongeBob, who owned a home, had neighbors, had a job, <laughs> like was a fry cook, like was trying, was consistently trying to get his boating license, had a squirrel that moved down from Texas. Like, there's just like layers <laughs> to this shit that, like, I read, like, is just sensory overload for kids. Was a fry cook. He was a fry cook, and that's and that and then like and then like there's the personality like traits like Mr. Krabs is like cheap and loves money and like Squidward's like a miserable fuck and Patrick's a dumbass and watch a SpongeBob and then watch a Looney Tunes like Looney Tunes is like brickhead type entertainment. It's right. It's, it's animation like as it should be because it's cartoon. Yes, it's a cartoon. It's made for entertainment, fun, and not thinking and not processing anything and i just think this looney tune shit is just like that over wokeness or like too woke type deal because like if i wanted to be super woke like and you're gonna tell me that they've desexualized lola bunny to look like this are you saying that girls that look like this are less attractive than what lola bunny used to look like exactly or are you saying that a girl that's attractive can't be smart and athletic and are you telling me that this is what attractive is versus non-attractive? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know Warner Brothers got to make that decision for me. Hypocrisy. <laughs> so I think it's stupid as hell. Like, she just doesn't look like Lola anymore. You know, like she they made her short. Whatever. I'm not even. I'm not gonna get into the details. That's insane. But um, yeah. So that's. I think it's dumb and bullshit. I just think it's like. I would love to know what parents actually like and it's just to me it's just it goes down to that like if you think lola bunny is too sexualized like don't let your kids go to the, that movie right like don't watch yeah, it I, well i just think like you know you said you would like to know what parents think i think it's a top behavior if a kid's watching a cartoon or you know watching anything they're not thinking like oh my god look at this girl she's so attractive this bunny, bunny not this girl <laughs> yeah. she's so attractive clap, clap them she's bunny athletic yeah. you know like they're not thinking that they're like oh my god yeah look at this bunny she's blah blah blah, blah. and this guy has like this other bunny has a crush on this bunny and everything like that and they're just going about their lives but it's a top behavior and that's how we got to this point in the first place because everything is a top behavior and this i'm not for this you know far 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 left woke culture thing that's that's taken society by storm right now i hate it and i and i and it's just and you know it's the few just yelling the loudest it, this is not the exactly. majority this is not the majority i haven't met one person that's like yeah good move i'm glad that bunny's fucking ugly you know or whatever um <laughs> and like i'm not like a furry because lola was hot I watched that movie a thousand times. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I just, right. I don't, not I don't once fuck. it ever crossed my mind either. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like probably more now, like, to be honest, maybe they did it for like guys our age now, but never as a kid, never as a kid. Um, so that's the Lola controversy. Number two, more devastating in my opinion is uh, Pepe Le Pew. Canceled. Uh. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew was one of the funniest fucking Looney Tunes ever. Exactly. My man, my man was just always chasing chicks. <laughs> they said he, uh, what's the verb? He perpetuates. Is that it? Perpetuates yeah. rape, rape culture. Perpetuates 
rape culture. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's too heavy for the fizz, but I don't care. We're jumping into it again. He's a, he's a cartoon. Like, I don't think any kids are sitting there like, yeah, that skunk makes me want to go rape. Want to rape. Want to rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry. that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's top behavior and stuff like that. Like we grew up on watching Preppy Le Pew and we're not like that, <laughs> you know? So he was a skunk. He was a skunk. <laughs> exactly. An animated skunk. You know, I, I, I'm with you. I, I hate think it. It's, I just it's hate too it. far. Yeah, it, I agree. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and speaking of using platforms, I just wish, uh, you know, maybe LeBron could say like, yo, I want Pep on the, I want Pep in the starting five. <laughs> I, I want Lola to get back in shape. You know, I'm just, <laughs> hey, you talk about using platforms and being a coward. I'm calling out LeBron right here, right now. If you're listening, LeBron, if you're listening, get Pat back in the lineup. We want, and we get want Lola back in shape. We want Lola back in shape. It looks like she lost some height too. That can't be good for trying to beat the Monstars or whoever you guys are playing this time. Um, so a guy who is like pushing this a lot is a guy on Twitter and his name's Charles. I'm not making this up. His name is Charles M. Blow. His last name is Blow, which is just kind of adds like an element of funny to it. Um, and he is, he's like leading the charge on this, like Pepe Le Pew pe- uh, rape culture, you know, Lola desexualized. And, and now his new one, he's going after Speedy Gonzalez. He's going after him that he is too much of like a Mexican stereotype. And I'm, I'm not a Mexican, but I got a couple of Mexican friends. I texted them and I said, you know, what do you guys think of uh, Speedy Gonzalez? And they said, literally, he's just a cartoon mouse doing his thing. And I was like, okay, great. And he's fast. Like, I, I just, I don't know. That's another one. I just, I, I hope I don't sound too ignorant and not getting what the issue is, but I just, I think, I think the issue is just, they, they think Looney Tunes is this platform that's like influencing like the behaviors and cultures of children. And it's simply, it's simply not. Well, b- back in Africa, I can say to uh, Speedy Gonzalez, back at, when I was, you know, growing up back in Africa, I learned my first Spanish word from from uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Andere, Andere, I knew what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> you <Arriba. know>? Yeah. <laughs> so, Educate. yeah, I, th- I, I just think it's too much. I think it's too much. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Sick of it. Sick of it. Just want just want my Space Jam. Um yeah, definitely my favorite character. As I got older, my favorite character in Space Jam turned out to be uh, turned out to be the owner of the Monstars, just because it's Danny <laughs> DeVito and he was always chewing on cigars, and he was just like the most like stereotypical like ruthless owner in the world, which I thought was just <laughs> just so. I think it's so funny. Um, well, all right. Well, that's that's the heavy part of the show. So if you're still with us, especially you, Nelly, you're probably picking out a jersey right now if you're listening. That was heavy. It was heavy. We got into it. It's good. It's good. It's healthy. It's, it's good for viewership. Maybe. It is very healthy. Or it'll drop off. I don't know. Um, let's move into the NFL. NFL, we got some Lions news. We have wide receiver news. We have DAC news. Just want your opinion on some stuff here. I will kick it off with Galladay not being tagged. For the whoa, whoa, whoa. Before, before we go into this, I want to ask a question. Please. Sorry. You know, so this is, this is kind of with this. And uh, this is my favorite part of the year. Okay, right. My bad. Free right. agency. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Free agency is my favorite part of the year. Um, some people love the NFL draft. They think that's their favorite part of the year. That's the, you know, the 
they kind of consider that the start of the new league year, but really free agency is the start of the new league year. But, um, you know, that's when teams are formed and teams are built. What do you like better? Are you a NFL draft guy or are you a free agency guy? Man, I got to, I definitely like knee jerk. Like if I had to answer right away, gun to head, I'd say the draft. I would say the draft mostly because the Lions are never fun or cool free agency players. And they usually are have a pretty high draft pick. So being like a Lions fan, it's definitely been the draft. This year, a little different, even though it's kind of like a continuation of all of it. Uh, but like, dude, being a Lions fan, like I haven't had like this exciting, like, oh, we're like, we're two pieces away and there's these sick free agents on the market and the Lions are in the combo. They're never a part of it. It's always like, oh, the Lions have a top five draft pick, you know? So I'm way more into the draft as just a Lions fan. And this year with the Stafford move, if you would have asked me this before the Stafford move, I would have said way more into free agency. Now that Stafford's gone, they're not signing Kenny. They're letting uh, Aquaro walk. They're letting Coleman walk. We're in full rebuild. The draft for me right now is, is my favorite for sure. See, I'm, I'm, I'm opposite of that. I love free agency. I love the buzz around free agency. I love the whole courtship of free agency, you know, bringing a guy into your city, showing him, you know, it, it's, it's, it takes you back to when you're a high school kid being recruited by a college. That's that feel and that buzz. And it kind of rustles my jimmies a little bit um, because like, I, I love that. But also I'm also one of those people. If I was a GM, I don't know how you would think of me as a GM, but if I was a GM, I believe in proven players against unproven guys. I rather have a proven guy oh, than an unproven guy. So that's, that's why I love free agency. That's, that's why fair. I love free agency. You, you already know what this guy's about. And if you can get him, you can court him to your city and say, Hey, you know, we're going to bring you in. We're going to lock you in your hotel room. We're not going to let you leave. You know, if we have to fake a snowstorm at the airport, so your flight can't fly out for you to go visit the next team until you sign this contract, we're going to do that because that stuff happens in free agency yeah. in the draft. It's, it doesn't happen other than like, like the Eli Manning, Philip Rivers thing. It's, this is where you're picked. This is where you're going. So mm -hmm. I just love the whole cordon of free agency. Call me a hopeless romantic, but I like cordon somebody, you know, to come to your team. So I think that's pretty fair. And the, the comparison I'll make, like coming from a Detroit sports fan, like my whole life, like, so think about like all of the guys that the Quinn Tr Trisha fucking regime signed. You're like, they're all getting cut. Like they're all overpaid, underperforming type individuals. I don't think there was like that emotional connection. The Lions overpaid to get these guys to come here. And they probably said, look, we play in a dome. So it's better on your body. You know, like there isn't that like emotional, like I never felt that like welcome from Detroit feel or like welcome to Detroit, but you get it where you did get it was with the tigers and wings in their prime. Like with the red wings, you get so excited for free agency because it was like, we need to add these two guys. They have interest here. Oh my God. Eiserman and Lindstrom just took pay cuts. So these guys should come, could come here. You know, it was like, and then you get people in the interview, like saying like, I want, I'm here to win a cup. I'm here to be part of the Red Wings organization with the lions. That that's what they're trying to build now is that like, you want to be here. Here's the guys that want to wear Honolulu blue and silver. 
but we never, we never got that. Like, it's like, you know, we, we got Desmond Trufant who was probably like, Holy shit. No one's offered me that much at all. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties. Like, yeah, I'll come to Detroit and fucking play five games for you losers. Like that's just how it feels. That's how it's felt. And I hope it's fucking different moving forward. But then also we got bad Brad, Brad Holmes draft specialist. So I'm, I'm on the draft for sure this year, this year, for sure. But I, I totally get where you're coming from. And man, like the Red Wings free agency, like, yeah, sign me up. And, and hopefully we build through this draft. And then it's like, you know, when the free agent market's hot, it's like, let's go grab some of these guys and actually get them excited to play for Detroit and Motor City Dan Campbell. Motor City Dan, biting kneecaps. But but who will not be biting kneecaps this year is Scaladay. No, he won't. He won't. And I'm glad. I'm glad. He, he didn't want to be here. He, he, it was apparent, like it felt like he didn't want to be here. And then they off okay, so $18 million a year. I don't know the length of the contract. They offered him $18 million a year. That would have made him the seventh highest paid yearly wide receiver a year. Uh, I forgot. I, I had the list up. I, I forgot exactly who he's higher than, but like it would have made him the seventh highest paid receiver. I think from the eye test, dude who runs podcasts out of his house thought that is more than fair for a guy who's played two, two full seasons and had two good years in the four years he's been here. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I don't think he's going to get that money, that longevity, uh, the back end of the contract anywhere else that he goes. I totally agree with you, you know, with that. But that goes to say that a guy is turning down that kind of money. It was the culture of the organization. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and it's what you, what you call it, Quintricia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what they, what they ran, that was that culture there. And it's a shame that he didn't give, you know, Holmes – and Campbell right. that opportunity to say, hey, you know, we want you here. Let's build around you. Let's build something, you know, and for I feel the like future the, here. And I feel like they showed him the money to say, like, we're ready to invest in you. I mean, that's a fuck ton of money. Exactly. <laughs> that's a lot for, like, it, it would be kind of insane to, to call him unproven. That would be a flaming hot take. But I just – he's had two good years where he was, like, the only target – in Detroit and he he was like he was new you know like if it's now Galladay's wherever he goes like he's gonna have a target on his back like if he goes to the Jets or Giants like that's the number one guy you know like like there's eyes on him now you got the big salary like everything changes once people know who you are it's that sophomore slump kind of deal and I know he had two years but I'm just curious to see too because I don't know how well he would have done with Goff because golf seems more of like an accuracy crossing route kind of guy with like cup cooks and uh, woods, you know, like Galladay was a pretty Stafford type receiver, like point up in the air, throw it up. I'm going to go get it. Right. Well, you know, I don't care. You know, he turned down that money that would have made him the top seven, you know, top seven picks in the NFL right now. I don't even consider him in the top 10 receivers in the nfl okay thank you i'm glad we're on the same page yeah and i would i would even go as far as to the top 15 i'm i mean i there is i i bet you i could name 15 guys that i would arguably take over kenny galladay by the time we're into the 10s yeah i would agree yeah i think it was a i think it was a mistake on his part for not taking that money because i don't think he's going to get that kind of money somewhere else or if he gets that money somewhere else 
He's going to flame out in the next two years, and they're going to end up restructuring his deal or yeah. releasing him. And he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be one of those uh, those um, traveling guys, those um, – those, um, shit, what's the name that they call them? Um, but Suitcase? journeymen, those journeymen, yeah. you know, so going back and forth like that. But with that being said, I think it was a blessing in disguise for the Lions. I do too. He, Without that he didn't take that. I think it was good for them that he didn't take that. They then then they can say, "Hey, listen, our guy, we offered him fans watching, listening. We wanted to bring this guy yes. back. Yes, he didn't want to come back. So this is our excuse now to say, "Hey, we're going to be rebuilding for the next year or two. which I don't think will happen. Like I said, I think the Lions are going to be in the playoffs next year. I know you do. And they just keep dropping guy after guy after guy. But then again, the guys weren't good. So like, whatever. But I totally agree. Like, number one, just Kenny Galladay, th this organization drafted you in the third round out of Northern Illinois and gave you like every shot to succeed. Yes, I get it. You may not have liked the culture, but the culture is new now. It's a whole new regime. And they offered you the money to, to be a part of it. They didn't do it. And like, honestly, more power to Bad Brad and Motor City Dan and uh, Dorsey, whoever's making these decisions up there, like, uh, to not franchise them, to not like prison. Cause they, they just probably were like, you just fucking hate it here. Don't you like, you don't even want to be here. And that's, it that's was going to be, a, it was going to be a waste of a franchise tag. Cause it was just going to be a one year deal for a guy that doesn't want to be there. And then the following year he was going to go somewhere else. But the thing is this with Galladay, I say this, you are not a fucking leader then if that's what it is. Cause if you didn't want to be here to, you know, take this team to the next level, be that guy, be that stud receiver, kind of like what Jarvis Landry did with the Cleveland Browns. When the Cleveland Browns were the shits, he was there in that in that wide receiver room, standing up and saying, hey, you know, we can do this. We can do this. Follow me, follow me. Galladay just wants to be another fucking dude on a team that gets paid a lot of money. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He just wants to be a dude who gets paid. I mean, you, that, that's exactly how you put it. He wants his payday because I just feel like he's always had this like Northern Illinois chip on his shoulder type deal. And like, that's great, man. But I don't know. Like, so like looking at 2020, they offered him 18 million. Am I looking at a cap number cash spent? Cap number 2021. No, two, yeah, 2021. If I am looking at, you know, highest, they did offer him 18 million. Yeah, so I'm looking at. So this would have made him paid higher, I think. Well, here, let's see. 2020. I'll look at 2020. Uh, 2020. Julio Jones. I'm, I'm looking at 2021. So if they would have offered it, Julio Jones makes 23 million. Then Amari Cooper's at 22. Michael Thomas is at 18. And, and then you're at Allen Robinson at 17. So I, maybe I just read this wrong or I was looking at a different stat thing, but like that would have made him the fourth, that would have made him the fourth highest paid receiver in the NFL. Above, yeah. above, here's some names he would have been above of. Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Godwin. Tyreek Hill, um, OBJ, just in name. That's exciting, but I don't. I think OBJ is on the hard decline. Um, I mean, even DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, Jar Jarvis Landry, C Cup and Woods, Thielen, who catches a thousand fucking balls. Stefan Diggs, who was the best receiver in the league last year, arguably, arguably. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's this Stephon is crazy. Diggs. What did I say, Stefan? Yeah. 
Sorry. Hey, easy. Sorry. Hey, Bill's hey, Mafia. Bill's baby. Mafia. Baby. Bill's, Bill's Mafia. Mafia. Bill's Mafia, baby. <laughs> hey, sorry. Sorry. Moving quick. We're moving quick today. It's been a, it's been, it's been a spicy show. Um, Godwin got franchise tag. But yeah, no, I mean, I agree. And I'm, I'm glad he's just gone. And honestly, the Lions, like, just so, as I've said, I think three times, like Aquara walked or not walked. They, they did not franchise tag him. I think they're going to still try to negotiate him uh, for a contract, but Trufant cut Coleman cut uh, Christian Jones cut. These are all names of that Quintricia era. And I just think they're sitting around, they're looking at these contracts going, these aren't our guys. These, these aren't our guys. This is the old regime. Like, let's just cut it now. Because it's really looking like next. I know you said playoff team for the Lions, and man, that would be fucking electric. But it just seems like what they can get out of the guys that they have is what they're gonna do. I don't see them. But making- they're gonna add pieces. They're gonna get some guys through free agency. They're gonna get some guys through the draft, and they're gonna build something here. They're gonna build a nucleus that they're gonna compete, and they're gonna be in there for that last spot in the playoffs but they're gonna be in the playoffs I, I like that i mean i love this attitude i don't think that at all but if they're gonna add some pieces you know more power to you but we were also saying like if they're not adding pieces this year man what a fun year it would be if they were adding fucking pieces like i think the chiefs just cut eric fisher for god's sakes um wide receivers in free agency this year and this is only uh like a snippet of the list but i couldn't believe it when my buddy sent me this kenny galladay will fuller Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Nelson Aguilar, Marvin Jones, John Brown, Manny Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Perriman, and more. Uh, crazy. If, I was, if I was Detroit, I would do whatever I can to get Fuller. Will I think Fuller, you like him? He is a stud. Will Fuller from the Texans, correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolute stud. He just gets injured absolute a lot. Stud. He's just I would glass. Get He's hurt every year. He's hurt every year. He needs to be in a great program, great nutrition, great work ethic, great <laughs> strength and conditioning. But I like him. I like him. I don't think they're they're not going to have a shot at Juju. Juju's going back to Pittsburgh. I don't want Juju. No, he's not. Did you did you see today? He's like not. Did you did you just see he's that going breaking? back to Pittsburgh? No, he's not. Did you see the breaking news today? No. He he voted on a poll that's like someone Pittsburgh fan account, like a big popular one, put up a poll that said, will Juju be a stealer next year? And the options were, I hope so. And definitely not. And he voted definitely not. So like everyone thinks he's gone. And I like, if he leaves Pittsburgh, he's going to get a rude awakening of how not good of a receiver he is. Right. Uh, I think he'll be back in Pittsburgh, but um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think <laughs> Toss that back in. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be there. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to be back in uh, Tampa Bay. Juju's going to be back in Pittsburgh. Um, I, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind the, the um, Lions going after Nelson Aguilar. I like him. I like his ability. Um, I just I, remember Aguilar dropping like six passes versus the Lions. That's like my Aguilar <laughs> mem- memory. Was he on real quick? Was he on the Raiders last year? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And and I I wouldn't if they want a big play threat that I think that they can get at a decent price. I wouldn't mind them going after Smoke, John Brown. I like John Brown. I'm a John Brown fan. He's that a guy, guy that was injured a lot. Yeah, he's got some scoot to him though. Yeah, that's why they call him Smoke. Yeah. The other thing, too, I wouldn't mind is if the Lions do end up drafting one of these stud wide receivers in the first round is bringing in like a Manny Sanders or like a vet to just like talk to Cephas, uh, whatever his name, Quintez Cephas, 
talk to Hawk, talk to the, the receiver they draft. Like I wouldn't mind like a Manny Sanders or like even a Sammy Watkins or like a vet in there. I don't, I don't, I say no Sammy Watkins. I, I like Emmanuel Sanders. I, I'm hoping Buffalo goes after him. I don't think they need to, but I, I think it'll be, you know, that's going to be a nice pairing with him and uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, Dude, but- and you're, you're forgetting – Cole, baby. Cole. Measley, Beasley, dude. Did he catch ninety balls last year? Or what? Yeah, he did. He did, did. He? Yeah. yeah, he. Yeah, fucking, he's, he's a stud. I he's, I did not think he was a stud till yeah. he got to Buffalo. No, but he's a, he's a great slot receiver. He's a great inside guy. That's what I'm saying. They got they he's got Edel, um, he's like Edelman exactly. Yeah. So if, if Buffalo has Diggs on one side, uh, Sanders on the other side, and Measley, Beasley in the in the slot, money. But yeah. it was. Go back to Detroit. The, the the three people I think that they need to go after on this list is Will Fuller, number one. Do what you can to get Will Fuller. Love, 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 love Will Fuller. Uh, John Brown um, is the second guy that I think you should go after. And, um, and uh, Nelson Aguilar. Those three. Those are my three guys, free agents. They must get one of those three. <laughs> yeah, I just don't – I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like – your choices just because I think, I think Will Fuller's like that deep threat. And I don't know if golf can throw that thing. Like, I don't know. I would rather go, I'd get John Brown. I like John Brown or I John Brown's a deep threat. That's all he is. He's a little quick inside guy though. Sometimes. No, he's not. He's an outside guy. He's a deep threat guy. That's all John Brown is, is a deep threat. You look up how many catches over 10 yards he has is more than he had under 10 yards yeah and i guess you do got to spread him out to throw it under anyways too it doesn't matter uh tj hawkinson's gonna be the leading receiver on the lions this year tj hawk yeah i mean swift and hawk like that's i think they're good for golf so we'll see so we'll see i don't know i'm excited though like i mean i'm very excited to see where all these guys go so i mean if it gets real spicy and fireworks keep going off like you could sell me on this free agent thing um also, just wanted to just think speaking of free agents, fun, funny story. I mean, obviously, Dak uh, got paid out the ass uh, recently by Jerry Jones. Uh, I was very surprised by that, by the way, that Jerry Jones ended up giving him the money off the broken leg and wouldn't give it to him before. And I don't know, a little odd, but fun fact I think Dallas is going to be paying Dak about 22 million next year, and the Eagles are going to be playing Carson Wentz 34 million to play for the Colts. So, right. That's a good. That's a good bragging right. If you're a, uh, if you're a Dallas fan. But in all sports, though, the the smartest guy, the smartest guy in all of sports, in contract wise, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bobby Bonilla. I mean, it's not even forever. Like I don't think that'll ever. I don't think that'll ever be topped. I think they're still paying him, or they just finished paying. Him. No, no, they're still. I think they got a couple more years on him. That's so unbelievable. Uh, speaking of just contract nightmares, uh, and this is actually a good – do you have any more NFL points here? No, no. I just want to touch on this real quick. Just talking about money, the Lions – not the Lions, the Pistons, another team in rebuild because we have four fucking professional sports teams in rebuilds. Uh, the Pistons are paying $96 million to Blake Griffin and Josh Smith to not play for them. So I'm not a business guy, wasn't a business major, don't know how to run a team, but that can't be good. That can't – be good no no not at all <laughs> uh, not at all and uh, now Blake is uh in a great position to possibly go win a championship uh this year um while I hope he does on the Pistons time 
I hope he, yeah. And I hope he does. I mean, like I have no hate for Blake, like pe- some people in comments and stuff just said like, he didn't want to be here. He didn't play. Love Blake. Yeah. Love Blake. I think Pardon- he's like, I think he's like one of the coolest dudes in sports. Yeah. Parted with him in LA once. Great dude. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, all I've heard is just how like good of a dude he is. Great dude. Like, I feel like he would have, or would come on this show. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if we were able to get in touch with him, I think he would give us 20 minutes. We'll, we'll take 30. Yeah, we'll take 30. From him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I push interviews. Eiserman gave me 30. I, you know, that was 55 minutes later. <laughs> and you could have gone longer. <laughs> oh, baby. I could still be talking to that guy. Uh, so, yeah, it's touching on the Red Wings there. I don't know if anybody saw or Jay, if you saw this, but the Red Wings goal horn. Did you see this a couple days ago? Uh-uh. So the goal horn was going off every minute on the minute and they couldn't stop it. So they just decided to play through it for like two, for like a period and a half. I don't know how long I didn't watch the whole game, but like every minute of the last Red Wings game, the goal horn would go off and like, they would stop and be like, what the fuck? And then they just had to play through it because they couldn't figure out how to stop the goal horn. So these organizations, man, like that's just (laughs) goes to show with the season. And, uh, you know, I was talking the other day, I was talking to my father-in-law and he, you know, Obviously, he's Canadian, big hockey guy, but he's a big Flyers guy. He's a big Philadelphia Flyers guy, then the Leafs. But uh, we were just talking, and I brought up the Sabres. And, you know, my father-in-law's the nicest guy in the world, but he could not find anything nice to say about the Sabres. He's he's trying. He's, like, trying to pull out different. He's like, well, um, well, they just don't have it. You know, this is not the year. You know, so – my question to you is this: Who is the worst team this year? The Sabers or the Wings? The Sabers, the Wings, and and Ottawa was in that conversation for a while, but they're kind of like coming out of it. Um, so I mean, I watch like almost every Red Wings game, so I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with the Wings just just because. But honestly, no, I, I will take that back. I am gonna just say Buffalo because my point that I was gonna make to you is like Buffalo. Detroit knew this was going to suck. Like they're in full rebuild. Like they're cutting vets. Like there's nothing there. The goal horns going off. There's no fans. Like right. we, we knew what this was going to be. <laughs> Buffalo is kind of supposed to be like yeah. on the way out now. Yeah. They're supposed to be like five, six seed in the playoffs right now. Exactly. And, just, and they just, they just we had stink. high hopes. They got we Taylor Hall. They got Rossmus Dolan. Like they got, and they're just, they just stink, man. They just perpetually stink. Pepe Le Pew. Oh God! Don't say that. Get canceled. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, that's all I got. I mean, that's all I got. I was, you know, I got some other notes in here. I, I think we just jumping over under though. Yeah, definitely. We've had a, we've had a spicy show. Okay, so Brian, uh, if you're listening to this, we're gonna need a new list next week. I got your like he sent like six to start, not six at all, but like four, and we're at the end of them. So let's. Hey, Brian, text me mustard if you're listening. So I know you're going to give us a new list tomorrow. I don't know why that's the show's word, like, but (laughs) but it's great. I'm glad that's where we've landed. DM me mustard, Brian. All right, let's let's find. Oh no, I'm in the wrong email. All right, so moving into over under. If you're first time listening or haven't listened before, uh, Nelly, if this is your first time tuning in, don't forget to text Ju mustard for that free jersey. (laughs) Um, But over under is very simple. I usually have my friend. Excuse me. Choking here. I usually have my friend that's Curse of Jerry. My friend Jerry send me a list of 10 items. Uh, I haven't seen them before. And then me and J.U. talked about if those items are over or underrated. Jerry is still on strike. We are pushing like two months now of him being on strike because he sent 
a shit list of six items a couple months ago and we dusted him up on air and he got all pissed off about it. And I don't honestly think he's listened to a show since. Um, cause like Jerry, if you're listening, text us mustard in a group text tomorrow. Yeah. Mustard, <laughs> Jerry, text us in a group chat mustard. I, yeah, I just don't think he's listened quite. Honestly. Oh, one quick thing before you jump into over under Yeah, starting in March, the guardian cup playoffs are on next level sports channel. What the hell is that? Garden cup is hockey. The garden cup. What's the garden cup? The guardian. What's that? It's fucking some out of the country hockey's kind of like Euro basketball, but it's the Guardian Cup. I'm typing this in because I, I have no idea what this is. Guardian Cup? Mm-hmm. It's not even coming up in Google. I don't even know what this is. Guardian Cup playoffs, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> hockey? It's hockey. Garden Cup's playoffs starting in March on March 2021 on the Next Level Sports channel. Next Level Sports. Is this is this some sort of digital shit you're talking about? <laughs> no. All right. Who cares? Anyways, let. I don't even. Okay, I'm gonna stop. This is giving me a brain aneurysm. We're moving into over under, and here's the list of ten items. Brian sent it. Thank you, Brian. Jerry does not send them anymore uh, because he's on strike. So I believe I went first last week. Jay, you're going first this week. Number Let's one. Number one on the list. Uh, miracle whip, miracle whip, whip, mm. miracle whip. I know as a, as a brother, I'm supposed to say yes. Um, <laughs> is that is that a stereotype? Yeah, the brothers like miracle whips, and then the the white people like uh, just regular mayonnaise whips. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I'll say miracle whips underrated. I'm a I'm a Hellman's mayonnaise guy. Yeah. Um, Jay, what am I thinking of right now? Cool Whip. I'm thinking of fucking Cool Whip. Cool Whip, cool yeah. whip rocks. I could eat a bowl. I could eat a bowl of Cool Whip. Miracle cool whip and strawberries. What's Miracle Whip's thing? It's like not mayonnaise. Is it like the can't believe it's not mayonnaise shit? I think so. It's like whippy and light and fluffy and everything like that. So no, no. I'm Hellman's. I'm, I'm, Hellman, I'm Hellman's loyal. 100. I I love Hellman's. Like I would rock a Hellman's fucking t-shirt. That's how much I like it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna also agree with you and say Miracle Whip is is overrated. Not a fan. Not a fan. A Hellman's t-shirt, huh? I'd rock a Hellman's t. Yeah, definitely. Would, think, you rock, would you rock a Hellman's jersey? I'd rock a Hellman's jersey. Well, yeah. I think I was actually about to say. Oh no, it was fucking. I think it was Wonder Bread. Fuck, I, was, I thought Talladega Nights had. I thought yeah. he had. A, I thought he had a Hellman's ad though, but he definitely had Wonder yeah, I'm, Bread. I'm passionate about Holiday Markets, the grocery store here, but you don't see me wearing a fucking Holiday Markets shirt every time I go in there. Wild take to compare a grocery store to a professional sports team, but I, you know, hey, everything's open on this on this show today. Number two, <laughs> number two, I'm up first. Cheez Its, Cheez Its, Cheez Its, very underrated. Don't eat enough Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are one of those snacks that like I won't eat for a while, then I'll have it and I'll eat half the box and say, why don't I eat more Cheez-Its? I love Cheez-Its. You can't eat just one. You can't eat just one Cheez-It. Good luck. Yeah. And my thing, like Cheez-Its take me back to like fourth grade snack time. You know, your little Ziploc bag of Cheez-Its. Fucking love Cheez-Its. Go to Sam's Club, get the big box with the double bags of Cheez-Its in there for $7.99. Yeah. That's that good shit. Cheez-Its definitely underrated more cheese it's notes uh mama cerise probably her favorite snack in the world uh also they have crazy flavors now white cheddar 
double cheddar. No, just give me the regular Cheez-Its. But if you try these new ones, these pepper jack, the dust is insane. You open the box <laughs> and it's like it's like the LeBron thing. Like it's, there's dust, there's dust everywhere. It's fucking wild. Cheez-Its rock though, very underrated snack. Number three, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Um, I Howard Stern. Um, pre two thousand ten, fucking underrated. Howard Stern now overrated. Um, I loved uh, Howard Stern when he was raunchy. He asked the questions that everyone was thinking. You know that side of Howard, that Howard Stern when he had the porn stars there. <laughs> yeah. He had all these things. Um, loved it, but now is he's kind of he's. He's gone like mom and pop on us. Has he? Yeah. He's so I don't commercial. listen. I haven't listened to him at all. Um, I, to, like now, I will agree with that take 100%. I'm not going to call him overrated now because I don't listen to him at all. Like all I know is the past. And like in college, we used to just like, he would bring the por- porn stars on and he'd make them sit on those like the, the Sibian, the vibrating <laughs> chair. Yeah. And, and like, we just thought it was like the funniest thing in the world probably remember the movie the howard stern movie no no i yeah. don't i don't there was, a, there was a movie uh what's the name of it uh i have no idea i i don't know what he is today but apparently people still love him because like didn't Sirius give him a ton of money yeah yeah he's on Sirius, and he yeah, Private Parts. Yeah, I remember the 1997 that. film Howard Stern Private Parts. I remember the uh I remember that album cover. That like reminds me of like walking around Blockbuster. <laughs> like, right. Not even kidding. Um all right, cool. So I think we're both in the underrated, you're kind of overrated camp. Whatever, we'll figure it out. Number 4. Number 4 on the list, Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fonts, the famed and probably only famed uh, Lions coach. I don't know much about this guy just because he coached the Lions from 88 to 96. So I was five years old when he left the team. But hearing my parents talk about him, hearing adults and uncles and stuff talk about him, they love this guy and his swag, his aesthetic through the roof, pure 90s, silver dome looks and the guy was pretty successful at the lions that was kind of like the glory barry sanders year so i'm gonna say underrated wayne Fonts. um i like you i don't know much about him because during this time i was in africa playing soccer yeah. um yeah <laughs> not time... a, you weren't talking a lot of wayne Fonts over there <laughs> no not at all so i'm gonna say um oh underrated as well i don't yeah. know guess where he went to school where michigan state uh, definitely underrated. Underrated, yeah. Definitely rocks. underrated. Yeah, guy rocks. Let's see. What was his record with the Lions? It looks like he ripped it. He just killed it. Oh, no, he didn't. 66 and 67. But that is pretty good for, <laughs> for life. But like, but four Coach play- of the year in 91. Yeah, four playoff appearances. Yep, yep. And he went to an NFC. He went to our last NFC championship game. This guy rocks. Let's bring him back. Um, okay, Wayne Fonts underrated across the board. We've agreed on everything so far. Um, number five, number five, Ju. I don't know if you've been here, but I mean, if you have, just tell me to, you know, fuck off. But uh, number five, Old Shillelagh, downtown Detroit. Oh fuck! It's a fucking uh, down river bar that these fucks 
uh, go that where jerseys to games go to. It's a, it's a dirty down river bar. It's down river, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the city. Yeah, this is where people from down river go to hang out, think they're cool, and they wear jerseys to games. Fucking wow. overrated. Just we've lost so much of our listenership. You've you've murdered Nelly. He's dead. Number two, the the super woke crowd is gone, and now <laughs> and now we've lost all of Down River. It's literally going to be us and our significant others listening to this. That's it, <laughs> and we're going to lose our fucking jobs. Old Shillelagh is underrated. It's an absolute shit show of a bar. It's fun on St. Patty's Day, and that that uh, I I have a special place in my heart with Old Shillelagh just from all the good times I've had there. I'm going to say Old Shillelagh is underrated. It's a dirty shithole that, like, probably is the reason I haven't caught coronavirus. Like, yeah, it's there. It's it's in line with the well and Baltimore and Old Shillelagh. And I love all those, them all. Yeah, all the people from Down River go there. Yeah, that's hey, cool it on that. Cool it. <laughs> you're you're saying it like it's a negative thing. <laughs> Old Down River folk are welcome in this podcast at any time. You're yeah, great. I love, I love hockey River love folk. I yeah. love downward. That's hockey. That hockey central. The Falls Lounge. Um, in uh in uh fuck, what's it at? Falls Lounge. Great burgers. Jay's um, had too many day beers today. Number <laughs> so wait, old Chile, you said it was overrated. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Number six. Number six, disco music. Disco music. Disco music, I'm saying is underrated. I don't I even would, know who's up. I don't yeah, even know I would, who's yeah. up. <laughs> I think I was up, but um I said disco music's uh it's uh, underrated. I, yeah. you know, I, yeah, definitely could go with a good, like you, you watch those disco movies, you see them like they could dance, you yeah. know, that was like dancing. That was like pure <laughs> rhythmic dancing. And yeah, definitely. And there's this bar, there's this bar downtown in Ferndale here. That's a disco bar. Wow. Uh, shit. I forgot. I, I, I'm losing track of the name of it, but um, it's a fucking great disco bar. You go, you walk by there, you see a fucking disco ball hang in there. Definitely when the pandemic is over, we're going to go to this bar in Ferndale and then get our disco on. And in Buffalo, um, every year, Buffalo has the world's largest disco party. Um, wow. It's held at this big convention center there. So everyone dresses up in like the disco, you know, and, and it's the largest disco party Um in the in the world pretty much in buffalo new york holy shit i didn't know buffalo is the disco capital of the world yeah and oh the bar down here in ferndale is called boogie fever there we go probably could have yeah. guessed that if we just gave it <laughs> like, we probably could have got that yeah disco is cool the music's cool the aesthetic's cool disco balls are cool everything about disco is cool you know i gotta sit here and dog disco imagine being that guy just being like <laughs> overrated <laughs> I like classical music. By the way, this is a fire list by our boy today. Always, Brian, don't miss. Brian's on fire. We got to. I think I'm seeing him tonight. I'll have to uh, let him know. Let him know uh, we need another list. Got some hockey tonight. No, don't tell him. What? Because he's supposed to send mustard if he listens to for the list. I'm just going to tell him we need another list. Okay. He knows we're recording every week. You know, I won't tell him to go listen. But, right. Yeah. Number seven. Um, I'm up. Okay, number seven. <laughs> love this one. Uh, ripping a dart after several drinks. Ripping a dart? Yeah. Smoking a cig. Oh, smoking fucking, a uh, definitely. I have, I have never smoked a cigarette in my life. Oh, get off your fucking high horse. <laughs> I, have, I have never smoked a cigarette in my life, so I would say it's very overrated. Um, so, yeah, no. Yeah, the guy with the Coke shirt on's never had a cig. Uh, so, <laughs> so 
Yeah. So your boy, this used to be my go-to. Like I don't smoke cigs. I don't, uh, but like it used to be like I smoke when I drink and now I really don't even smoke when I drink, but not above taking a nice long drag of a toasted Marlboro after a few Pilsners or whiskeys. Uh, not above that at all. Not telling anyone that they should endorse it or anything like that. Make your own decisions. You're not going to find packs of cigs around my house, but you may catch me ask for a drag if I'm in the right mood and it hits me right uh, outside of a bar, outside of Old Shillelagh or the Baltimore or yeah, Disco I can Fever. See, I, can see you walk, I can see you walking from Rick's to Menace with a just puffing on a dog. Oh, bud. Yeah, you kidding me? That, that was, that's like the prime, like, smoking I drink, you know? Me and my buddies get, like, one pack at last, you know, I don't know, do one a night. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's when it's prime. That's when it's prime. Very, There's a lot of funny photos of me with cigs in my mouth. Uh, we'll get into that another time. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, I'm up. Axe throwing. Axe throwing? I have never axe thrown. Uh, I don't really have a desire to axe throw, there's things to do at a bar. I enjoy foaling. Um, what other games you play at a bar? What do you like go to a bar to play? I don't, How many beers can you drink? Yeah, right. How many beers can you drink? <laughs> pa- past the fifth. Uh, the uh, like shuffleboard. I don't know. I have no real desire to go axe throwing. That's all I'm trying to say. So I'm going to say it's overrated. I have no desire to do it. Um, you know what? I went axe throwing once right down here at uh, Detroit Axe in Ferndale. Um and my wife's a kick-ass axe thrower. Hell yeah, Canadian. Not yeah, surprised. She's just Canadian. Not surprised yeah, so, at all. Yeah, she she was she was she did really well. We actually have video footage of her throwing at uh, you know that, but it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, you just gotta, you know, you're drinking and then you're doing it. You gotta remember to wait till the guy next to you throws before you go and get your axe. Yeah, you know, or else yeah, it could be a little issues. But yeah. I would say I'll go with underrated. I like it. Yeah, I'm a fan. That's cool. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion. I've just never done it, and I'd never really thought about doing it. Here's another thing that you do while you're drinking. Um, bowling. Bowling. Uh, so you're up on this one, Jay, actually, because I voted on first lesson. Um, yeah, so I might lose my uh, my black card on this because for some reason, a lot of black people love bowling. A lot of black people love bowling. I can <laughs> yeah. definitely attest to that. I Yeah, all my, all my black friends growing up just – low-key just fucking loved bowling. yeah like i i remember in college like like some of my but the teammates they had their own bowling balls oh and stuff like yeah. that dude from florida they had to brought it with them and you know like people will go on dates to a bowling alley and <laughs> i'm like no i don't want to go like i'll go bowling like yeah the first game's fun drinking beers and stuff like that but like after that it's like really what the fuck are we doing yeah right let's you just, know like what are we doing but like, like, is it my turn again like i kind of just want to sit <laughs> exactly i yeah. just want to sit and crush these nachos and drink this pitcher of beer while you're bowling so i can have an extra glass out of this beer right you know but uh so yeah bowling's definitely overrated in my book yeah, uh, I'm going to say it's overrated as well. Uh, I will say as a kid, we definitely did, like, for a couple of years there, we did a big bowling thing for my birthday, and that was a blast. But that was, like, I was, like, 10 to 13 doing that, and it was – my, my dad made it a ton of fun. But, like, now it's definitely not tops on my list to, like, go bowling. But it yeah, is now good. now you know what beer tastes like. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I just – I feel like it's, it's like, a once-a-year thing. Like, you go right. once, and you're like, that was great. I'm all set for the year. So exactly. Gonna, I will say it's overrated. 
but it is it is like a nice change up every once in a while to be like, do you guys want a bowl? You know, like, okay, sure. You know, and then you do it and then, then you go to another bar. You know, it's like the start. <laughs> um, number 10. I love this one actually on the list. Uh, number You're 10. Up. I am up. Number 10 on the list. Uh, Titans, famed Titans running back, Eddie George. Eddie George uh, was one of my one of my favorite dudes growing up, especially when it was kind of like him and Marshall Falk going back and forth. And I just thought Eddie George was the man. I thought he was sick. So I'm going to say Eddie George is underrated. Uh, definitely agree with you. Eddie George is definitely on the right. Eddie George was the guy that made it cool for tall guys to be running backs, uh, you know, and he was absolute beast. He was an absolute monster. He wasn't a flamboyant, you know, look no. at me guy. No. Um, so I put him along the lines of Barry Sanders, yeah. you know, in that way of his celebrations and everything like that. But and the ball know, definitely. Yeah, Eddie George is underrated. Great, great, great running back. Yeah, I love Eddie George. Love that, Brian. Great, great list here. So recapping, Miracle Whip, both overrated. Uh, by the way, you mentioned three times on this list losing your black card. Uh, I just <laughs> want to point that out. Number one, Miracle Whip, overrated, both of us. Cheez-Its, underrated. Howard Stern, uh, we both had underrated, but Jay says now he's overrated. We'll let it fly. Wayne Fonts, underrated. Sparty, didn't know that. Number five, Old Shillelagh, I said is underrated. J.U. Uh, is trying to cut down all our listenership and said is overrated. And only- it's only because of Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Number six, disco music, underrated. If you dog disco, you're just a lame. Number seven, ripping darts after, a, after a several drinks. Ah, underrated for me overrated for jay number eight jay thinks axe throwing is underrated i think axe throwing is overrated i've never done it bowling is overrated for both of us but it's fine if you do it once a year eddie george underrated across the board that is episode 61 of the fizz guys we appreciate you listening in hope it wasn't too hot and heavy for you this week um if it was the right amount of heat let me know dm let me know what we can do better let me know what you like let me know what you didn't like uh, I might care. I might not. Might take it into. Might take it into effect. Might not either. Might just piss Ju off again. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I'm definitely going to try to think of a way to make Ju look bad in a post of a podcast people haven't listened to again <laughs> this week because the traffic that that brought was great. Uh, so thank you guys again. Don't forget to write a review on I, uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. This is also on YouTube. Watch, like, subscribe, everything in between. Tell your friends. And then obviously, don't forget, as always, to go to sellthetees.com. Use the code FIZ10 for 10% off your first order of Sell the Tees. If you support us, go support them. We really appreciate it, you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Shout out Gary at Falls Lounge in Dearborn. Peace out. Wow. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right.